Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack. Now, don't forget to like this video and please do subscribe to the channel and the podcast. Now, before the show starts, just a quick reminder at the end of it, we have the QA session. And let's just jump into today's top stories first. Now, the first story today comes out of the Bangkok Post. More than 1,300 visitors hit Phuket. More than 1,300 foreign visitors have arrived at Phuket over the past three days under the quarantine-free sandbox scheme. Nantasari Ranasiri, director of the Tourism Authority of Thailand Phuket office, said on Saturday 326 tourists arrived at the resort island on Thursday, 514 on Friday and 484 yesterday afternoon, bringing the total number of foreign visitors to 1,324 since the start of the scheme. Ms. Nantasiri said her Phuket office will collect tourist figures every day, which will be made public. The government expects about 100,000 foreign tourists will travel to Phuket under the Phuket Sandbox model during the third quarter of this year, from July to September, kick-starting tourism again after a quiet patch. Thai Airways International yesterday brought another 122 tourists on three flights from Europe to the resort island. So as we know, this has been a pretty slow start to the Phuket Sandbox model, certainly not the rush of 1,500 they were expecting on the first day. But um, I think a lot of people will agree most of these people are certainly not tourists in the uh, true sense of the word tourist. But that brings me to another uh, article that uh, I read in the Strait Times, and it's in relation to Singapore, uh, which, you know, is basically an hour and 30 minute flight from Phuket. So it, it should be a, uh, a definite draw to Singaporeans. But right now it's not. Costly COVID-19 tests, SHN, deter Singapore travellers from flocking to reopen Phuket. The resort island of Phuket reopened its doors to international travellers on Thursday, July 1st, but travel agents say would-be tourists from Singapore have not rushed to make bookings. The high costs of numerous COVID-19 tests and travel insurance, as well as potentially lengthy quarantine requirements upon returning to Singapore, are likely to be big deterrents at several travel agencies in Singapore. Travel book, booking platform Cluck also cites the uncertainty around travel requirements as a reason for the muted response from Singaporeans so far. While Singaporeans may be keen to scratch that travel itch, we are observing that many are still quite cautious. This is not unexpected, as there is unfamiliarity with travel guidelines and quarantine measures, said its general manager, Miss Sarah Wan. Phuket is the first province in Thailand to welcome back tourists after borders were shut more than a year ago. Travel agency Chan Brothers said it expects customers to adopt a wait-and-see approach to see if there are further developments to be observed. While Phuket introduces its travel sandbox scheme with the various conditions, outbound leisure travel gaining traction in our local market is also highly dependent on Singapore's own border measures and quarantine policies when travellers return to Singapore, said Mr Jeremiah Wong, Senior Marketing Communications Manager at Tra- Chan Brothers Travel. Currently, all travellers arriving in Singapore from Thailand are required to complete a 14-day stay home notice or SHN at a dedicated SHN facilities. Uh, 
Expect interest in leisure travel to be to rise as more Singapore residents get vaccinated, with Singapore aiming to for half its residents to be fully vaccinated by August. Vaccination rates will also play a big role in, pack, in impacting Singaporeans' decision in booking their next getaway. We believe that interest will ramp up from August onward once more Singaporeans are fully vaccinated and confident to travel overseas. And I think this kind of acts as a very good case study for, you know, other countries around the world. Um, you can see a country which is so close to Thailand and which is visited so much by Singaporeans are being very restrained because they understand that there's just too many, uh, too too many uh, restrictions and too much uh, documents required for this entry into Phuket. Now, most Singaporeans probably wouldn't be coming for two weeks, maybe four or five days, long weekend, something like that. And the idea of having to put together all this paperwork, COVID tests, insurance, just doesn't appeal to them. And of course, they obviously, when they return home to Singapore, they need to quarantine for 14 days. Now, that's that's pretty much the standard in a lot of Asian countries right now. So, you know, the sandbox is all fine and good, but it certainly won't appear appeal to its neighbors. And uh, I think in this kind of a pandemic right now, in this kind of situation, you know, they need to be trying to at least appeal to their neighbors. But if, you know, a country like Singapore can get itself, you know, up to its 70% vaccinated, reopen the borders, then I think we will see definitely people coming from that part of the world, which will be a great thing. But I mean, this goes to the overall uh, idea of the Phuket Sandbox model. We've discussed this at length now, and we all are of the same agreement it's just you know way over the top in relation to you know covid testing insurance you know the extra uh, monetary expense it's putting on people but it seems to be the way the phuket uh or the thai government the phuket government seem they want to play it right now now just a quick note for other people uh who are trying to you know expats here in thailand entering into phuket now, if you come by the airport, and this is just a little bit of new information, if you come by the airport, you have to have either two doses of your Sinovac or one dose of AstraZeneca, and it must be have been put in you at least 14 days um, before you arrive in Phuket, or you need a PCR test or a rapid antigen test. Now, entering at the land border was the same restrictions, or if you didn't have them, you would be allowed in, but you would have to do a 14-day stay-at-home quarantine that quarantine has now been scratched so what they're saying is if you don't have your vaccination or your covid certificate you're not getting into phuket anymore so that's just a little word of warning for people out there and then also for people and particularly foreigners expats who are living in phuket who may travel to phuket and then leave they are checking all your documents when you're leaving as well now because they're uh, looking out for sandbox uh, tourists who may be trying to escape early from the 14 days on the island. Uh, so it's advisable for all expats to make sure you have your passport on you so you can show your last entry stamp into Thailand and to prove that you're not part of the sandbox model. It won't, it just, you know, it'll be less hassle for you. Myself, I was coming through the checkpoint and i showed my passport and work permit he look he's grand no problem same with a friend of mine he also went through going into uh Panya province from phuket and he was they stop every vehicle so you just need to make sure to have that stuff uh with you so that uh, it'll be uh, an easy ride
A COVID alert has been issued for domestic passengers and cafe customers. Officials have issued an alert for any passengers on domestic Thai flight WE201 from Bangkok to Phuket last Thursday, July 1, to present themselves for a COVID test at their nearest government hospital. They have issued the same alert to any customers that visited two separate Starbucks cafes at the Floresta and Festival buildings at Central Phuket on four separate dates as below. The alert was issued by the Phuket Information Centre just before 6pm on July 3rd after cases of infections were confirmed on the flight and at the cafes during stipulated dates and times. Thai Smile Flight We 201 departed Suanapum Airport in Bangkok at 7.40am last Thursday landing in Phuket at 9.05am. Please note that those who are sitting in the specified seat numbers you are considered a possible high-risk case, the alert said. Meanwhile, any customers that visited Starbucks located on Floor G of the Floresta building at Central Phuket during the following times and dates have been requested to present themselves for testing. June 25th between 12.30pm to 1.50pm. June 27th from 9am to midday. June 28th between 10am to 7pm. June 29th from 10am to 1pm. Additionally, customers of the Starbucks Café, situated on the first floor of the festival building at Central Phuket on June 27 between 1pm to 1.45pm, have been asked to present themselves to a hospital for testing. The high-risk contacts were asked to be tested for COVID-19 at a hospital near their home and to present themselves for possible quarantine at a place designated by the government. People with inquiries are advised to call 094-593-8876. So that is some information uh, in relation to possible COVID clusters in Phuket, which is, as we all know, not good news for the Phuket sandbox model. Because, of course, we know if there's 90 cases in a week, the model will be shut down. But um, for anybody who's in Phuket now, if you have think you've been in these areas during these times, and if you look at some of the times, they span the course of, you know, a whole business day, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's basically... uh, you know, a whole day in a, in Starbucks. So that there potentially can be a lot of people could have gone through at that time. So if you have been there, you know, present yourself down at a government hospital and you will get a free test. Now, the first question comes from a Gianluca Callahan, and he ha- he's asked, hi, thanks for the video. How can I find direct flights from London to Phuket? So, Gianluca, at the moment, there is only one direct flight from London to Phuket, and that's with Thai Airways, and it leaves on a, I think, Saturday and arrives in Phuket on a Sunday. So just check out their website, and uh, you should have it on. There's no other airline at present doing direct flights from London. Now, D. Cooper has asked, if you're staying at two different hotels, do you send both QR codes? For example, if I stayed seven nights in Patong and that's seven nights in Kata. Yes, you would send both uh, um, QR codes for the certificate of entry as you'll be in Phuket for the full period of time. And they obviously need to know where you are and that you've paid for your accommodation. Now, Grant G has said, wait, are you saying if you transit to Doha, to get to Phuket that you need to do a 14-day hotel quarantine and cannot do Phuket sandbox? No, not at all, um, Grant. So what I was saying is if you fly, for example, London to 
uh, Phuket via, let's say, Doha on Guatar Airways on your flight back, you will have stopped in a red zone and you will have to quarantine in London when you get back. So these are things you need to bear in mind that obviously people don't mention that often. Now, D. Cooper says, to all looks... To all looks like the embassies want the PCR test to be prepaid while you are there for the sandbox. So yes, so what he's saying is, now that was something, as I said before, that came up. Um, they want all your PCR tests prepaid. So if you're staying for the two weeks, you've got to pay 8,000 baht or whatever it is. I think it's a little different for each hotel now. So they're not all the same, but it would be about... Um, 8,000 or so for the three tests. They have different packages, but one test I think is roughly 2,800, but you would have to check with the hotel that you're staying at. Paul Frankum has asked, if you want people to come, get rid of COE. Too much hassle. They check all your documents at the airport anyway, so why do we need it? Well, the COE is to ensure that you have all the documents before you get on the airplane. So they don't want you checking the documents at the airport. Neither do they want to be checking the documents really on arrival. The point is that when you get to the airport, your certificate of entry is guaranteeing that you have met all the qualifications to enter on the Phuket Sandbox model. That's their rationale behind it. And at the moment, that's what they're going to be doing. Now, the certificate of entry is there because also the country is under emergency decree. So that's also another reason. So hopefully if that ever gets lifted, we might see the end of the certificate of entry. Now, David Kiernan has comment, commented, this plan is only good for long-term residents, tourists, three months, six months, one year, etc. For a two or three week holiday, this is a complete waste of time. Now, David is very much right. The majority of people that seem to have come through on the Phuket sandbox model over the last couple of days don't seem to be tourists. They seem to be, uh, well, returnees from abroad who've been away, families who've been away, people who've come to see their loved ones that they haven't seen in a year, you know, or people that the tourism authority drummed up to give a free trip to. Uh, and we've seen that as well. So, uh, yeah, but for a two week holiday, I, I don't think this would be anything that would really, uh, if you're a holiday maker, this is not what you want to be doing for two weeks PCR tests and all this other stuff and it's also worth bearing in mind that every other province have their own regulations for entering so if you leave Phuket and you go to Panya they have a list of things that you have to produce at the hotel when you get there too so hopefully I'll find out I, I saw an infographic about that so when I do find out I'll try to publish that during the week so you can kind of get an idea of uh, the little bit of documentation you have to bring with you then when you leave uh, Phuket after staying there for 14 days. Uh, Rick Nuffer, great name. My biggest concern for Thailand is the Delta variant and the ineffectiveness of the Chinese vaccine Sinovac. Now, this also is a very big concern of many people in Thailand right now. Delta, we, we believe here, will become the dominant strain over the next couple of months. I think of most of the cases in the last period of time, it's made up about 15%, probably higher. Um, there is no data on the Sinovac vaccine and its ability to deal with the Delta variant. So that is going to be an issue for Thailand. Um, and they have used an awful lot of Sinovac at the beginning for vaccination of hosp hospitality workers and other things like that. So, yeah, Rick, you make a, a very good point. 
Tom Shea has said seven days quarantine is very acceptable and result in a big boost of tourism. People spending 14 days in quarantine are most people just trying to get back. I'm waiting for seven days. I think Tom echoes a lot of what people have been saying. Seven days to stay in Phuket is not a big deal. You know, if you travel all the way from Europe or America, you know, or, or even Russia or other countries like that, you know, seven days in Phuket is not a big deal. And knowing that after seven days you can start to travel around Thailand, I think would probably bring in a lot more people. Now let's hope that is going to be, going to be the thinking behind this sandbox model that we don't need to do these 14 days. You know, I think if they can look at a month and say, well, we've had no COVID cases from abroad. I don't think we're going to be needing this 14 days stuck in the island. And you know, obviously people want to go to other places within Thailand. So, you know, hopefully they think like this and say, let's open up and let's just do a seven days and, you know, that's it. But the way they work around here, it's hard to know what their thinking really is. Now, Eddie S has said, excellent info. In your humble opinion, what reduction in rules will you see from August 1 to boost more travelers? I hoping that reduction in rules, I'm not sure. There, I, there, there, there needs to be some kind of reduction in rules. The plan is, is in August that... Um, uh, was it Krabi and Panya will open up for tourism as well. So if you have Panya and Krabi and Phuket, you're basically making one kind of whole sealed bubble. So it would be good to think that if that were to happen, that people will be able to obviously fly into Phuket Airport and go straight to Panya, you know, Kaolak area where most people would go to in the Panya area or go to Krabi. So hopefully this is along the lines of what they're thinking. I mean, well, when you think about it, it has to be what they're thinking. If they're going to open up Panya to international travel starting August 1, and they're going to say, well, you can fly into Phuket, then you can take your transport to, to Kaolak, then yes, there has to be a reduction in the restrictions allowing, uh, telling you you don't have to stay in Phuket for 14 days. So it's kind of a logical step in many ways. Uh, Oliver Sparks has said, asked me, where in Panya are you? Well, I work in Kaolak, uh, which for anybody who doesn't know, is one about an hour and 15 minutes north of Phuket. Um, yeah, it's a nice little area, kind of a sleepy seaside town, I call it. But, you know, normally pre-pandemic before um, all that, uh, the high season would be, it'd be a nice busy little town, but obviously get very quiet then come the low season, end of, you know, beginning of May until the end of October. And then obviously it would be busy for, you know, the high season as well. But right now we haven't seen very much apart from Songkran this year was the busiest we've seen. We had about three to four days of kind of like, you know, 50% occupancy, which right now is good, but and that dwindled out now with the third wave as well. So things are, you know, they're not great up here. Um, somebody with a name called Ha, he says he's trying to understand. As announced, only low-risk countries are allowed to enter Phuket on Sandbox. Okay, so low to medium risk are allowed. So there's a list of about, I think it's 64, 66 countries. You can find it on the uh, Ministry for Foreign Affairs website. Or if you go to the Tourism Association of Thailand's website, or Tourist Authority of Thailand, and go to their facts about the Phuket Sandbox. There's a link on it somewhere there for the 
actually you know what i'll leave a link in the in in the description down below and you can see all the countries that are uh allowed to enter michael thomas my question is why three costly COVID tests COVID insurance tracking qr code and a coe required if you have the COVID vaccine why COVID insurance if the COVID vaccine is recognized why three COVID tests and etc etc i think everybody can get the idea why so much so i'll put my my tourism authority of thailand hat on for two seconds I think there's a general fear of importing COVID, but I don't know where that comes from because the country right now is just filled with COVID. I mean, the least of our worries would be a couple of COVID tests being imported from uh, a few vaccinated travelers. I think it's going to be, it's very, the chances are very low to s slim of that ever happening. Um, for me, I'm not sure what the whole idea behind all the COVID testing is. And it, it just seems like it's it's too much for people. And people aren't going to aren't going to jump on board this. The people, as I said, that you're seeing coming are not true tourists, right? They're probably itching to get off Phuket to go back home. So they're probably not spending that much money on the island either too. You know, they're just biding their time so they can get back to see their family or, you know, whatever it is. But... Um, all these COVID tests are just there as a precaution, you know, but overly precautious, in my opinion. It's not needed. I mean, if somebody said to me tomorrow, right, what do you think we could do to get tourism back up and going and be a little more, be a little cautious? Okay, well, I'd say abandon the certificate of entry and all this nonsense. Uh, vaccinated tourist, negative PCR test before you leave. And you know what? If we want to be overly cautious, a PCR test or maybe a rapid antigen test on arrival at the airport. But that's it. No need, well, tracking apps and all this stuff. Look, in Thailand, we all have the, it's called More Prom app, app on our thing, which basically tracks us anyway. You know, we need it to scan when we go into shopping centers, etc., etc. Okay, so download that and use it. You know, that's what's used for contact tracing. So somebody said to me, I, okay, I do, all right, the PCR test, as I said before you come, and do a rapid antigen at the airport. That's it. And let, once people clear those hurdles, they're free to enjoy their holiday. They're free to go where they want. You know, it would be very easy to set up, you know, uh, rapid antigen testing at an airport. You know, you could, you could have an area set out for it. It only takes 15 minutes. It's very, very fast. If a positive test come up, okay, then that person needs to go and do maybe have a blood test done and just wait in the hospital until you know they get the result but yeah i understand where insurance comes from as well you know there's a, an awful lot of people in thailand who would say that tourism is or you know insurance is very important um we've seen and i have seen a lot of people who've traveled to thailand without insurance and end up getting in motorbike accidents and all kinds of accidents and you know having to go online and ask for people to help them and bail them out so yeah okay sure insurance is a good thing too i think you should always have a travel insurance when you go abroad anyway that's just my opinion you know it's being responsible but yeah if i had my choice i'd do exactly what i just said there and that would be it uh cherry fix i don't know they were expecting up to 1,500 tourists on the 1st of July. Let's see how many they will be arriving at the end. Well, they didn't get their 1,500. They got uh, uh, 322 actual people who came with the Phuket Sandbox model. There was other people, who, but they ended up going into 
alternative state quarantine because they weren't part of the sandbox model so yeah no nothing close to the numbers they had predicted because well basically they they screwed it up they didn't have their systems ready but that's kind of what we're going to expect assassin's creed history says none were tourists he's discussing this they're all using it as a backdoor to get into without doing asq and back bangkok we all knew it would be used for this but nobody said it i think i may have mentioned it a couple of times that that's really what was going to happen but yeah no he's right uh, i think a lot of people used it as i said if you looked at the people coming in um I saw the Tourism Authority of Thailand. I saw a headline in uh, Kausad English, which is an online paper here, a news publication. With about 18, the headline read, 18 tourists uh, visit Old Phuket town. And then there's a picture underneath of them holding a banner which says, the Tourism Authority of Thailand, Tat, Israeli delegates. Basically, these are the people who run the Tourism Authority of Thailand's office in Israel so they weren't real tours they were told you're coming over you know boost up the numbers for the day anyway and finally John asked the reason why they kept it low was because they barely test anyone more tests the more positive so this is in relation to COVID testing and the, and the numbers of COVID testing within Thailand so yeah there's a lot of there's a there's not a thing called proactive testing here they don't go out to test people regularly to you know find cases it's more a case that somebody feels sick and they go down or you know or they've been a close contact to somebody but no there's no center i can walk into tomorrow and go hey i just need to see if i have covid you know it doesn't work like that here um which is a shame really i think there's probably a lot more cases of covid in thailand than certainly uh were being told about um it's the way it is right now it seems like you know people the driver's gone to sleep the wheel let's say because they don't seem interested in getting the numbers down in fact they seem like you know it, it's a very strange thing I, you, I it feel like you're living on a parallel universe right now on one hand you know you have them opening up phuket and celebrating you know the opening of international tourism and the, on the other side you've got the highest cases the country's ever had in single day consecutive days now we're up to 6200 i think today and the highest amount of deaths ever recorded so you know it's like two alternative universes you're living in and um it's kind of unfortunate i don't think there needs to be the focus on the international travel quite as much that can take care of itself but it needs somebody steering the ship and trying to figure out how we're getting the numbers down because the truth is nobody's going to travel to bangkok right if it's if it's infested with covid you know it's and and you can't really open up your cities like that when, when you have you know a lot of cases each and every day so they need to take it a lot more seriously i mean as the prime minister did say of course in april was his famous words were what will be will be i have no idea what that means it must be what he's talking about now but no we need more leadership and we need people to start to you know focus on getting the numbers down so the country can go back to some normality you know as i said i'm in panya we haven't seen customers here in six weeks six weeks it's longer now it's two months let's say two months there's been nobody up here place is empty and it's a great shame because if it keeps going like this there won't be anything up here for people to come to in the future as well and that's the the that's the saddest part about all this but anyway 
Well, that's it for the questions from the comments section this week. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in over the course of the week, uh, for all your comments, for all your support. It's greatly appreciated. And uh, I hope you all had a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk again later this week. Have a great day, and take care. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.